Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, as long as you're 21 or older, Michael Hill, Jason Holder, proudly bring to you the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast. And if you're not done with that, go listen to something else. Welcome back to another week of the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast. Jason, it has been a interesting week in WWE, to say the least. Yeah, I don't feel you respect me enough, so I'm going to walk out now. Okay, well, it's been a pleasure working with you. Um, <laughs> although you have disappointed our fans, uh, millions and millions of the whiskey and wrestling fans. And so we're going to permanently suspend you. For being unprofessional? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so we're, we're going to get into that in just a few minutes. First, we're going to talk about our whiskey. We're going to run through the shows. And then we're going to circle back and probably have yes. a very long discussion on, I imagine so. on that. So, uh, our whiskey this week. What, what high dollar uh, bottle is, did you this bring is, this, this is week, Michael? the most anticipated whiskey that we've ever had. It is obviously the like highest we've Johnny ever Blue, spent. Right? Yes, Johnny Blue. No, this is Canadian Hunter. Okay, um, so I don't, I don't know, I don't remember seeing ever seeing that on the shelf. Yeah. Uh, so, am I looking too low? This I mean, like, cost is it me like top shelf. It, yes, it is top shelf. This cost me a whopping eleven dollars and some change after tax. <laughs> so, and it looks like it's just reusing like a. It's a jack bottle. A, a jack bottle. It is legit. So, that is legit a jack bottle. Um. Now this is supposedly a Canadian whiskey. But if I remember right, yeah, this is uh, bottled in Frankfort, Kentucky. Which I can almost guarantee, I don't know, I don't know the history of this whiskey, but just looking at the bottle and smelling it, this is the, oh crap, we put the wrong thing in that in that batch of Jack. Mm. Eh, just bottle it for something else then. And, and they say it's a Canadian whiskey. I think that... At this point, I think that just means it's a uh, how it's mixed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so cheers, cheers. Oh, oh, god! That is an eleven dollar whiskey. Ugh. it's got a very unpleasant aftertaste. Everybody knows this because of what's been happening the past couple of years. You know how you walk, you you sanitize your hands, right? Yes. And then, you know, without thinking about it, maybe you'll bite your nail mm-hmm. or or something, and you get that sanitizer taste in your mouth. There we go. Yeah. It tastes like sanitizer without any of the germ killing benefits because mm. it's only forty percent alcohol. Yeah. Good lord! It is, and it keeps coming. So, here's here's my suggestion for this whiskey: buy it, buy yourself a pint of something good, drink the pint, and then drink this because it won't matter. <laughs> or, if you have friends like uh, you know, I have had in the past. You buy this, and you buy a bottle of something good, and then when you get home, you 
pour the good whiskey into a pitcher. Mm -hmm. You pour this into the good whiskey bottle. (laughs) You pour the good whiskey into this bottle. And that way when your friends come over and they're like, hey, I'm going to make a drink. And they go in there and they're like, I'm going to use his expensive whiskey. Sucker. Yeah. Um, That's the only uses hmm. I can see for this. Maybe burning? Light, lighting some. It's not, a, it's not high enough proof. Uh, it I is. Imagine, I imagine the headache you would get from this would be unbelievable. This is uh, 40% alcohol by volume, so it's 80 proof. Yeah, it's not It's not enough proof to catch on fire. It. Uh, you can get it in a couple of different bottles. Uh, I, I chose the glass bottle because I, I kind of figured, hey, this is going to sit on my shelf for eternity. At least the label looks kind of cool. Yeah. So the label has a, a, a two... Like huskies, yeah, Malamutes. huskies or Malo, um, yeah, two huskies probably, and a uh, a hunter in somewhat of a parka. I mean, the label and, looks kind of neat at least, yeah. you know. So I figured this was going to sit on my shelf, so I got the glass bottle, so it at least looks that's better to sit in the bottom of your uh, uh, sink. <laughs> <laughs> and just put the bottle up there in your in your collection of bottles. But um, yeah. I can't even recommend mixing this with anything. No, that would make Coke taste terrible. Yeah. Like, <laughs> everything about this is bad. And I knew it would be because I it's paid $11. $11. <laughs> but <laughs> this is the kind of whiskey that you could you could tell the quality of an alcohol on, could I get lucky and find enough to buy it on the street? <laughs> and the answer to this one is, yeah, you could. I've found a $10 bill before. And it does come in a plastic bottle, too. Same price. Same price, which is why I chose the glass bottle. But Wow. (laughs) All right. Uh, Oh, goodness. Okay. So let's let's run through some shows real quick. Um, WWE Raw had Bobby Lashley defeating Omos in a cage match. Veer Mahan defeating Mustafa Ali uh, in by submission. We're going to talk about all of that too. Okay, because that's ugh. Riddle uh, defeats Jimmy Uso via pinfall. AJ Styles and Finn Balor defeat Los Lotharios. Alexa Bliss defeats Sonya Deville. Cody Rhodes challenges Seth Rollins to a match inside Hell in a Cell. Uh, Ezekiel defeats Chad Gable and Lacey Evans cuts an in-ring promo. Now I watched this on Hulu. So half of this, I didn't see (laughs) because for some reason, WWE cuts down raw for Hulu. I don't get it. I never have. I never will. Me. No telling. And then our final match of the evening main event was Becky Lynch versus Asuka for the number one contendership. And Asuka gets the win. Yes. Okay, so we're moving on to the Dynamite on Wednesday night. We had the Owen Hart men's semifinal match or uh, men's quarterfinal, I'm sorry, which was Samoa Joe versus the Joker. 
the Joker being Johnny Elite or John Morrison or Johnny Impact or Johnny Mundo or Johnny Lucha or what was it? Johnny Lucha. I think he used that one once or twice. Uh, Johnny Monday Night. Johnny Drip Drip. Johnny Nitro. Johnny Nitro. Johnny Caballero. Any of those. Anyway, Joe won. Yeah. Uh, we then had Hangman versus uh, Takashita, who I, I've never seen before. Uh, Hangman, of course, wins. CM Punk was on commentary. I think, I think he was on Rampage a few weeks ago. Yeah, I think maybe he was. Um, we then had Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland versus the Workhorsemen. Keith Lee and Swerve won, uh, which just set, it was this was basically an opportunity to set up them challenging for the the titles and uh, Starks and Hobbs coming down and saying you don't get the titles. Wardlow gets his ten lashes. We had another quarterfinal tournament of Ray Phoenix versus Kylo Riley, uh, where Kylo Riley wins. Jericho and William Regal had a face-to-face in the ring where Regal says that for the entire time he's known Jericho, every time he's been in a company with him, he has always gone in the back and taken his toothbrush and shoved it up his bum. Um, So, yeah, that was a thing that happened. Yeah. We had Britt Baker in a quarterfinal versus the Joker on that side, which was Maki Ito. Um, sure. Britt Baker won. We had Serena D cut a promo, which was not great. And then we had Owen Hart or Owen Hart. We had Adam Cole versus Jeff Hardy. Hold on. Hold on. In a Owen Hart tournament semifinal match. This is, this is big news. I know, right? Owen Hart made his return to the ring from the grave. Yeah. Which ended up with Adam Cole winning. And that was Dynamite. Now, we're going to go ahead and go to Rampage 2 because Rampage had a uh, an adjusted start time. It wasn't, 4, it wasn't 4.30 in the afternoon, at least this time. It was at 6. I was um, about to say that it was at 12.30. Nah, <laughs> it, it was a little late. It was a little more palatable, Yeah, I guess. It kicked off with House of Black versus Evil Uno 10 and Fuego Del Sol. Of course, House of Black wins. Uh, Sean Spears versus... A giant who ended up being Big Damo, uh, Killian Dane from NXT. Uh, Spears won. This was a almost a squash match, which sure, sure, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris Statlander versus Red Velvet in a quarterfinal tournament. Statlander won. Uh, then we had John Moxley and Brian Danielson versus Dante Martin, Matt Seidel. Of course, uh, BCC wins. And then afterwards, Jericho Appreciation Society attacked them because, of course, they did. Mm -hmm. And that was Rampage. There you go. Uh, Friday night, SmackDown. We have Shinsuke Nakamura defeating Sami Zayn. Uh, We have Happy Corbin uh, destroying Madcap Moss's Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal Trophy because we're supposed to care about that and it's supposed to be super important. Uh, Gunter defeated Drew Gulak. We have L.A. Knight showing no, up, and he is apparently leading a a group of model wrestlers. I don't know exactly what it is that they were doing. He's now going by the name of Max Dupree. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And you, you got to say it right because it's not Dupree. It is Dupree. Yeah. Because uh, L.A. Knight, he, Eli Drake, he only knows how to do those one, two, three. Yeah. That That is his entire promo style. It hasn't changed. He's not as good as people make him out to be because Ooh. everything is the exact freaking same. Anyways, sorry. Raquel Rodriguez defeats uh, Shotzi Blackheart. Xavier Woods defeats Butch. And we With the have, backwoods. <laughs> we have brand new unified Raw and SmackDown tag team champions. The Usos defeating RK Bro with some help from Roman to become your new Raw and SmackDown tag team champions. Hooray. I don't so, care. Now the bloodline has all of well, half of the belts. Yeah. <laughs> so um this this ties into something that friend of the pod uh Ethan from Travelers of the Omnibus asked. Uh, so if you've listened to any of their shows, they do like a question thing, right? Mm-hmm. So he asked me, he's like, do y'all take questions? And I said, well, we never really have in the past, but shoot. Yeah. And this was before hey, the... We're the, always down. If you guys have questions, yeah. let us know. We'll, we're more than happy to talk about it. And this was before the tag ter- the tag thing happened. It was during the questions when it was... They kept trying to plan it, and it kept changing it, and kept planning it, kept changing it. And he said... Do you think with them trying to unify all these belts, are they going to end the brand split? And, you know, we kind of discussed it a little bit before we went on the air. I think we're both in agreement that no, I don't Mm -hmm. think they're going to end the brand split, but I think they're going to make it a little more murky, possibly. Fox and USA will never be able to get on the same page for it to be a complete end to the brand split. I guarantee you that WWE has had to do some major negotiations to allow Roman Reigns and the Usos and and a couple of people to cross over every once in a while. Uh, There's no doubt about it that Roman is the biggest thing in wrestling right now. Yeah. Uh, At least in WWE. Mm -hmm. And I probably would argue just across board in wrestling. It's becoming more and more. He's becoming more and more boring. Yes. Yes. But... so it, it's to WWE's advantage to have him be able to appear on both shows, and it's to USA and Fox's advantage to allow that because they, they're both getting the rub. Let me rephrase that. It's to USA's advantage to allow him to cross over to their show because he is on SmackDown officially, Yep. and Fox is probably getting something out of the deal for allowing him to cross over to USA. With that being said, they they now have all the championships. They're not going to unify. They're not going to end the brand split. They've done that before. Mm-hmm. And then when, the problem with ending a brand split is going to is right now we see these people on Raw, these people on SmackDown, right? Mm-hmm. Ending that brand split, you're going to suddenly both shows are going to be the Roman Reigns show. Both shows are going to be based around Roman and all of his stuff. And every other storyline, probably the women's storylines, 
will be done away with. Um, and you will have SmackDown will simply be short raw. Well, and, and yeah, we, we've had this before. We, we've seen what happens when yeah. WWE does not have a brand split. You see the exact same matches on Raw that you mm-hmm. then see the second match on SmackDown. Yep. Rinse and repeat for four weeks until the pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. And then you see the exact same match on pay-per-view. Yep, exactly. WWE cannot end the brand split. Mm-hmm. And I think that they, they, don't they know, know that. They don't know how to write for different shows when they have... Roman Reigns on every show. Yes. When they have Randy Orton for every show, when they have these top tier guys, they're going to put them on every show because, well, they draw the money. Yeah, they simply don't know how to do it. And then everybody gets bored. Yep, exactly. Uh, Now, this raises the question. Now that the Bloodline has the tag titles... They have both heavyweight championships. Do they bring in Naomi to bring the women's belt to them? See, like, I, I hear where you're going. Uh-huh. But unfortunately, the answer's going to be no. Well, why is the answer going to be no, Jason? So, on Monday night, mm-hmm. Monday night's main event was supposed to be like, you read the main event on Monday Night Raw, where yeah. you said Asuka and Becky had a match, and yeah. Asuka won to be the challenger for Bianca's title, right? Absolutely. So, the announced main event for Monday Night Raw was actually a six-pack challenge that was but Becky the, and Asuka. Asuka and Becky are only two people. Yes, I know. But it was Becky and Asuka, Nikki Ash and Dewdrop, and Sasha and Naomi. And it was going to be a six-person, you know, six six-pack challenge. Winner gets to fight Bianca. And apparently, the winner was supposed to be Naomi. Okay. There's been rumors about who she was supposed to pin back and forth. Some Mm -hmm. have said it was supposed to be Sasha. Some have said it was going to be Nikki. Sure. Either way, about eight hours before Raw goes on the air, uh, Sasha and Naomi went to Johnny Ace and John Laurinaitis about... uh, they didn't like the way that that was going. They, they were both kind of concerned since they're the, the tag team champions. The biggest concerns were, one, Naomi was fixed to win. I'm just going to put her in a thing with Bianca now. Um, so what does that do with the women's tag team belts, which WWE simply doesn't care about anyway. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, somebody's got to care about it, and apparently those two did. Um, what's going to happen there? Johnny Ace's response was, uh, you know, that no, we're not taking the belts off of you. We have no plans to break you up. You know, you're still going to use them, yada, yada, yada. But they're not going to be defended on the pay-per-views, obviously, because Naomi's going to be in a thing with Bianca. Mm-hmm. So either A, now we're fixing having a, a stretched-out Naomi-Bianca feud and with the tag belts as kind of a second fiddle. And then we're going to turn Sasha heel at some point from jealousy because we haven't done that every time Sasha has turned heel. Mm-hmm. Um, so we either have that or um, they drop the belts or they just kind of lose the belts in somewhere. Or this is a one-off thing. Naomi loses to Bianca and big deal. You know. Yeah. Either way, they weren't happy with it. They go to Vince. Mm-hmm. Vince says, nah, it's going to go on the way that... Uh, we're, we're saying that it's going. So Naomi and 
uh, Sasha put the tag belts on his desk and walk out. Mm-hmm. And they go get in their vehicles, and they left Raw. Now, it, it is very important that we say here that Sasha and Naomi have not made, to my knowledge, any statements at all. They haven't made a all. statement. No, they, they haven't, haven't tweeted, tweeted anything. anything. Yeah. The only thing that we've seen is that uh, Trinity mm-hmm. has... Well, that's how she's been, on Twitter anyway. Yeah, but, but Trinity has changed her bio on Twitter and removed the reference to WWE superstar. Yeah. Um, so they've left. They, they walked out of raw. WWE then does something they've never really done before. They put out a statement about them leaving and how it was unprofessional and yada, yada, yada. And they did no that one, during the show. They did this during the show. Cause no one told, uh, the raw commentary that the, this was going to be a change. So at the beginning of Raw, they announced the six-pack challenge, and they show the graphic and everything. And then part of the way through the show, you have Corey Graves say that they unprofessionally walked out. So Which, you're, you've now buried your baby-faced tag team champions. Now, to, to be clear here, the words came out of Corey Graves' yeah, mouth, yeah, yeah. This was, but this those was were Vince McMahon's. Um, so you have them burying the champions here. They change the the end the the main event ends up being a really good match. Oscar wins, cool. I'm all for that. Yeah. Um, and I like the way that Oscar won. Like, yeah, Becky, Becky trying team. to cheat. Yeah, and Oscar's like uh, green mist, right? And because you know <laughs> Japanese people have a special gland in their mouth yeah. that produces the green mist. Um, it's because they're part dragon. Yeah. So you have all this. You have this comment. You have you know some wrestlers are saying you know they're on Naomi and Sasha's side of you know hey. If more people would stand up to bad creative, we wouldn't have bad creative. Other people are on the other are on the company side saying, you know, you have to shovel shit. Sometimes it just is what it is. Um, Mark Henry said that if he was still at WWE and somebody had said that, what Corey said about his wife, yeah, that he would have walked down to the announcers and told them to stop being unprofessional. Yeah, which because, would have been amazing yeah, to see live on television. Mark Henry yeah. and Corey Graves just be, yes, sir. Because let's not forget here, Naomi is married to uh, Jimmy, I think. One of the Usos. One of the I, Usos. I, I, I can never Jimmy. remember which one. I think it's Jimmy. That, but, so there you go, right? I think it's John. Yeah, which, something like that. <laughs> you know. um, so now we have, we also have come out with Sasha and Naomi's contracts are apparently up in a couple of months anyway. Uh, so now we got contract negotiations involved with that, that it's very possible that this walkout had nothing to do with the, the match and the match ending and all of that and had everything to do with contract negotiations on the fact of, you know, they're not wanting to pay us what we think we're worth. Mm-hmm. So we're going to walk out. Worked WWE, out well for Cody. Yeah. WWE's announced that they have stripped them of the tag titles. And indefinitely suspended suspended them. And they're going to have a tournament for the women's tag titles. So, and, and apparently all both of the women's tag teams that are still in the company are going to be part of this tournament. So Nikki and And Nikki and Dewdrop Dewdrop versus versus Natalia and uh, Shayna. Right. (sighs) I'm on the side of. We don't know all of the story. We don't know the story. However, 
we can make assumptions based on previous knowledge, history, <laughs> uh, history of the product as a whole, how Vince treated Stone Cold when Stone Cold walked out. Mm-hmm. You know, now all of that. And now I'm not saying that Sasha and Naomi are by any means on the level of a Stone Cold in the middle of the Attitude Era. No, I'm not saying that not. at all. What I'm saying though is we can we can draw inferences mm-hmm. and say we can look at the past several years of storytelling from WWE with small exceptions and say, no, nah, I'm on I'm on Sasha and Naomi's side. <laughs> yeah. You know, here's here's the thing. If the story that WWE has released is accurate, which I have no well, their belief that it 100% their original is. release was that they walked out because they were uncomfortable wrestling two of the people that were in the six pack challenge, even though they've wrestled them in the past. I, I, I do and not that trust was like that was immediately squashed by backstage sources going to like fightful select and all of that saying, no, they had they had nothing bad to say about any of the other four competitors. I, I don't think that this has anything to do with them being uncomfortable in the ring. I think that is 100% a lie from WWE oh, for sure. to make to make them look them, like the bad guys. Make them look like the bad guys. Now, if it is true that they walked out on show day, do I find that to be unprofessional? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Do I care? Not really. Well, uh, I would I would like to add an asterisk to that. Mm-hmm. I would find it very unprofessional to walk out on a show date if this was a scripted show that had a script mm-hmm. that was put in place last month and this is just where we're coming to. And while it is a scripted show, the script was written like Friday morning or you know or Monday morning type stuff. And and no, or maybe it was no. Written. This was WWE Raw. The yeah. script the script was written at five o'clock. Yeah, Monday so, afternoon. So you have if if it was a script where you know everybody's been rehearsing and practicing for a week or more, then okay, I'll call it unprofessional. You know that'd be like if if we were in a play and you were a main character and you you and the director had a little tiff and you walked out. You know, after a month of us rehearsing and memorizing all the lines for Macbeth or something. Mm-hmm. But nah, this is every week you hear, hey, so we were gonna do Macbeth tonight, however, we decided we want to do Hamlet instead. You can well, you can make that adjustment in four hours, right? And and so, you know, this is why theater companies have understudies. Yeah. Because if your star goes out for whatever reason, maybe they have some bad fish and they just are stuck in the bathroom, you have somebody that can go out and replace them. Yep. If we look at the history of people who have walked out of WWE, the biggest names, we have Stone Cold. Mm-hmm. He was right. Yeah. He was 100% right. Vince was wrong there. Vince was just looking at, oh, we got to do this match here. No. From Stone Cold's perspective... There's money to be made here. Mm-hmm. And if I'm going to go down to Brock Lesnar, which he's perfectly willing to do, we're going to do it in the biggest money possible, and that's at a pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. You have CM Punk. Yeah. Who was also right. He <laughs> was your champion. And you, you you stripped him of his championship to put it on The Rock yep. so that The Rock and Cena would have a championship match at WrestleMania. Where they didn't need it. WWE has a history of putting the title 
on the line in matches that don't need it in, in the story. And it takes away from other stories. And now you have Sasha and Naomi who we still don't know what's happening. Now, WWE has a clause in their contract, and this is kind of what I want to see happen yeah. because of the, the domino effect that this will cause. I want WWE to pause Sasha and Naomi's contracts. Mm-hmm. And then I want Sasha and Naomi to sue WWE and I want WWE to go in court and say, well, no, they're employees. Well, you say they're, uh, right. They're, they're no, uh, 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 I want to see where that will make the court fall on this whole employee versus, uh, independent contractor, yeah. which WWE wrestlers are employees. Yeah. Now WWE says they're independent contractors, but if you look at how they are used and what they're expected to do and how they are expected to perform, they are employees. Yeah. An independent contractor should be able to take other work outside of, mm-hmm. you know, if I sign a contract with you that I'm going to develop a piece of software, we're going to create, you know, at three weeks, I have to have this done. At six weeks, I have to have this done. At eight yeah. weeks, I have to have this done. That, that type of thing. Because that contract is for that specific thing. So your independent contractors with WWE are agreeing to, we're going to wrestle this many dates. We're going to do this many, this many appearances. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. Okay, cool. But they should be able to, if they're, you know, if, if raw is not happening, they're not being used on raw this week. They should be able to wrestle at an independent show. Mm-hmm. You know, if now well, maybe they can't use the WWE name that they're given. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with that. Cause WWE and owns the IP for that. I'm even okay with a clause saying that they can't wrestle on television. I would even be okay with that. You know, like, you know, because that again, you're drawing possibly there, but no, they can't do anything, and that's uh, that's not cool. And they're expected to answer WWE's every beck and call. Yep. So, yeah. Some of the rumors are that Sasha was upset about losing her spot at WrestleMania mm-hmm. to Ronda Rousey. Of course, Ronda coming in is going to bump somebody down. And when Charlotte's your champion and Becky's your champion, I'm sorry, Sasha, you're getting bumped. Mm -hmm. You know, It, it, it just is. But yeah, this has been a very interesting situation. It is still developing. And until we hear from Sasha, from Naomi, yeah, we're we're not going to be able to figure out what the truth is. Exactly. And and I think the truth is going to probably lie somewhere in the middle. Oh, of course it is. But we we have no idea what it is. We we don't know what they're asking for, why they walked out. Mm-hmm. We only have WWE's word on that. And I don't trust that at all. Yeah, me either. Yeah. Me either. Before we get back to the actual events in wrestling, I know you said you wanted to talk about Veer Mahan and... Uh, oh, just the fact know. of how bad it is. But before we get back to that, there was one other uh, news item that came out this week that is extremely of note, mm-hmm. and that is Stephanie McMahon taking an indefinite leave of absence. Yeah. This is re- reportedly 
entirely her decision. She's not yeah. being forced not being out forced or anything. Out she has worked for WWE tirelessly since she graduated college and probably before. Oh, for sure. And she's just taking some time away. Uh, my guess is that Triple H having his health issues last mm-hmm. year has probably got both of them looking at it and saying, we've got daughters. Yep. We should spend some time with our daughters. And, you know, Vince is the kind of guy who's going to work all the time. Mm-hmm. Usually children of people like that don't end up quite like that. Well, they, they, they want to, they want to be they, better. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say, cause they went through their entire life without their dad. Yeah. Who was working, you know, 20 hours a day, six days a week, you know, that kind yeah. of stuff. So, and then, you know, now you have Hunter who had the, the heart issue. And I think mm-hmm. maybe that was a morality or not morality, uh, um, mortality. Yeah. Um, wake up call for, both Stephanie and Hunter and making them realize, you know, if somebody who is in the shape of a Hunter Hearst Helmsley or a mm-hmm. Paul Levesque, let, let's let me use his real name. If somebody's in, in the shape that Paul Levesque kept himself. Right. And he can have that heart issue. You know, let's take some time off and let's, let's take our kids on a road trip and let's show them national parks. Let's, you know, let's go do this or that. We're, we're millionaires. We can do whatever we need to mm-hmm. and allow our children to experience life and get to spend time with their parents. And I, I hope that that's what Stephanie's doing. I don't know. She could be wanting to go start her own business. Could be. I, I don't know. But, you know, remains to be seen. Very noteworthy, though, that she is stepping down and her duties... Did you see who who's going to be picking up her duties? Oh yeah, Mr. Khan himself. Nick Khan is taking over her duties while she's away. We are watching the the cell of WWE in progress. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um two quick little little tidbit uh news tidbits. One, apparently Impact mm-hmm. had a meeting with all of their talent and here in the very near future, they are bringing back the six-sided ring. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. I think it's too late, but it's interesting. Um, and the other little tidbit, for any of our, our fans that are also nerds, which are most of you because we know most of you, um, up, up, down, down, the one and only Prince Pretty, Tyler Breeze, has made his return. Which kind of leads me to a question. So we know Woods and Kofi have been having this thing with Sheamus and Ridge Holland and Butch, which is going to lead to a six-man tag next Monday. Woods made the comment that, you know, he's still out, he's hurt, um, but that's okay, he's going to have somebody. Do you think Tyler Breeze has re-signed with the WWE. I think he's re-signed insofar as a talent for up, up, down, down. Narratively, and I know this doesn't matter. WWE can change the narrative with a, you yeah. know, just deciding to. 
on screen, Tyler Breeze never had any real interactions exactly. with Xavier Woods. You are correct in that. Uh, which However, would mean tying him into New Day seem a bit odd. I'm not, I'm not, like it I say, does. I know it that does. WWE can, can, oh, well, let's but just talk about their friendship. Let's talk about up, up, down, down. He's been gone for a long time. Mm-hmm. And WWE has really kind of pushed up, up, down, down. They've leveraged the fact that Woods is on G4 mm-hmm. and all of this kind of stuff more in the recent several months. Yeah. So I could see this being a thing. Oh, I could absolutely see it being a thing. Asking WWE to maintain a narrative story. What the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> so, I think Up, Up, Down, Down took a major hit over the last two years. Oh, it, well, even uh, over the last... Well, well, the last year or so. Let's just... We'll just cut it back to the last year. Move back to the so, beginning of the pandemic. And I would say Up, Up, Down, Down was hotter than it ever had been. Because yep. everybody's stuck inside. Mm-hmm. And we got to watch Woods, Cesaro... Adam Cole and uh, Breeze. What's what's the common theme there? I know what you're getting at, right. but I'm going to interrupt here. What's the common theme amongst those names that you just mentioned? I know. So we got to watch those four guys play Uno every Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Which uh, Uno <laughs> people, this sounds dumb. It sounds boring. It sounds dumb. But those four guys were able to inject their personality into it and their mm-hmm. friendship. And it was some of the most compelling content that WWE has ever put out. And it's because it wasn't scripted. It was four friends Mm -hmm. who were playing online Uno against each other and just riffing and having a good time. And then you have, I mean, this lasted for over, this lasted for a year. Mm -hmm. It started in 2020. It went through 2021. And then you had Tyler Breeze get released. Mm-hmm. When when WWE put out their their one of their first big rounds of releases last year, and the party was over. The party was over. They still had him on from time to time through the uh, end of his contract. Through the end of his contract, he showed up as you know Matt on the grass, <laughs> Matt on the couch, you know that kind of stuff, and then he was gone. Then Cole, his contract ended, mm-hmm. and he, he went chose to not AEW. to renew. He chose not to renew. He went to AEW. And now we get to see Chugs on Uno's stream and the AEW game stream and his own stream and mm-hmm. everything. And and part of the reason that Cole left was because WWE told him when he came up to the main roster, he could not have his own Twitch stream anymore. And he yep. said that was well, a deal breaker. And, and that happened to a bunch of people. Big E was on track to make well over a hundred grand on Cameo. On and, Cameo alone. Yep. Uh now. And then he so, was using his WWE stuff. That's a fair trade for them to say, hey, we would like a piece of this pie. Yeah. And then Cesaro gets released. And then so Cesaro. the whole the party's gone except for Woods. Um, to your point with Cameo, I'm okay with WWE saying the big E. Uh, the way I'm fixing to say this is weird. I'm not okay with them, like, with WWE trademarking the names of individual wrestlers. Mm. I think that's a little weird. But... Considering that's what they do, that is their intellectual property. Big mm-hmm. E is their property. And they tried this back in the early 90s or mid-90s or so when the Outsiders left, and they said, that's fine. Razor Ramon and Diesel 
are properties that are owned by the WWE. It doesn't matter who is there. So they put in fake razor and fake diesel. And dear God, did that suck? Because uh, Glenn Jacobs and whoever yeah. the, the guy who was Bo- fake razor, Matt, but Bogdan or Bach, Bach something was his last name. Glenn Jacobs is not Kevin. It's not Kevin Nash. And uh, like, Look, and the other guy I got love, the job, and the other guy got the job for Razor Ramon for the simple fact that backstage he could say, "Hey yo," and there, <laughs> and Vince heard it and was like, "You're perfect," and made him Razor. Look, leaving everything outside of wrestling aside for a few minutes, I love Glenn Jacobs as a wrestler. Yeah, what he's done is Kane. He absolutely deserves his spot in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Glenn Jacobs trying to be Kevin Nash yeah, that didn't work. is never going to work. Especially, and it even makes it more uh, comical when you look at their their outside of ring personas. They are 180 degrees different from mm-hmm. each other. You know, Kevin Nash is this pro-LGBT, liberal, mm-hmm. you know, guy, and Glenn Jacobs is um, not. <laughs> We're just going to put it there. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> so... Why, why you have to, to ruin everything, Glenn? So, they could have, but I think the WWE went too far. I feel like, and this goes to that independent contractor thing, mm-hmm. Big E should have been able to go on Cameo as Ator. Yeah. And have a Cameo where he could still tell people happy birthday yeah. and all that kind of stuff. And, and here's why I say I'm okay with WWE getting some. Because he was going on as Big E and he's, Oh, yeah. Jason. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, and you know, he was 100% WWE's WWE property. Hey, pay a licensing fee like yeah. anybody else would do. Yeah. And there we go. Hey, I want to license the Big E name to be able to do this. All right, cool. It's 20% of whatever you make. All right, cool. But WWE decided to go scorched earth Yeah, and say, well, no, you're contracted as a performer to us. And this is goes back to the independent right. contractor employee debate. You're contracted as a performer for us, so we're just going to make that part of your duties now. It's part of your downside, uh, you know. You know, so anything you make there is money we don't have to pay you. Yeah, right. Which, no, no, no. no. Um, the last thing in WWE that I want to hit on was just I mentioned the Ali thing. Mm-hmm. I'm just not buying it. I'm not into it at all. This Ali versus, you know, theory. I, I hate theory. Mm-hmm. Um, not even as a heel. Like, I can I can appreciate, like, I can appreciate Edge as a heel. I like his heel work. Um, even though Brady won't agree with me because of who it is, I'm liking uh, Priest as a heel. As much as I hate to admit it, I'm liking Ray as a heel. But I only hate that because it broke up her and Liv. Uh, but now yeah. Liv's apparently too sweet. So, you know, sure, I, I can buy that. Um, I got that reference. I just don't like theory. Yeah. The, this character isn't doing anything for me. Well, and it and doesn't help not, that the, the person behind the character has unresolved yeah, accusations. Exactly. That are... The human is garbage. Yeah. And the, uh, the, the character is a bad character. And the the human garbage behind it doesn't have the talent, charisma, charisma 
to make the character work. Mm. I just don't like it. Mm-hmm. And this whole, you know, we're going to bring the Miz in and we're going to we're going to screw Ali as much as possible just smacks of the fact that Ali asked for his release. WWE said no, and now we're going to punish you as much as we possibly can yeah. for daring to ask to leave. Well, and the whole Veer Mahan thing isn't working for me at all either. Yeah. He's not big enough to be this monster that they're trying to book him as. And and I say that like physically, he's a big man, but he's n- I'm not buying if they had put almost in this role, yeah, I'm there. Sure. One hundred percent. Seeing almost stand against Bobby Lashley, man, made Bobby Lashley look tiny. Yeah. Look, seeing Bobby Lashley holding on to Omos's back yeah. and trying to rear naked choke him, and Omos's head was larger than Bobby Lashley's shoulders and head. Right. Like, that is impressive size. It doesn't necessarily mean anything about talent, and I'm not trying to put Omos's talent down. He's still very green. But that being said, he is a sight to see. That was the thing with Andre. Yeah. He was a an attraction. He was yeah. a sight to see. Oh, my God. Do you see how much bigger he is? You go back and you look at him in the ring with guys, and he's in all of these different battle royals, and he outclasses everybody yeah. in the ring size-wise. Go back and watch a battle royal. Even if the ring is full, you can see Andre from tits up <laughs> because there's no one even close yeah. to his height. And that's almost is the same way. Veer, God bless him, he's not. And, and they Well, they ruined Veer anyway with the, the endless amounts of Veer is coming, he's coming to Raw, yada, yada, yada. They ruined Veer when they debuted him with, uh, uh, yeah, uh, uh, why are we blanking? Gender. Yeah, <laughs> like you have you have Veer come out with gender, yeah, they, for they a the, year. They put the Bollywood boys on steroids and yeah. end up with uh, Veer and Shanky. You had Veer and Shanky, Shanky's bigger than Veer, yeah, but I think Veer has a thing. better look than Shanky, though. I, I do too. But here's the thing when they sent Veer away mm-hmm. and they had the whole endless thing of Veer's coming. And then he re-debuts looking exactly the same. Yeah. What was the They point? didn't change his look at all. They didn't change any look. They didn't give him any kind of uh mic time, anything. You know, so. you know what could have made this work for Veer? Hmm. When they split him up, have him turn on Shanky, have him turn on Gender, have him destroy both of them in the ring, and then go on his tear. Yeah. And now you have this man who's fed up of the mediocrity that he was with. Yep. And he's going to be like, I'm better than you. You could have given him a mic and had him talk about how, you know, he had to stand there and bite his tongue while Jinder Mahal talked about how he's the modern day Maharaja and he is terrible. He is weak. He is nothing compared to Veer. Yada, now, yada, yada. Is yada. Veer, and I don't know if you even know this or not, is Veer actually from India? I have no idea. Because. Gender's not. No, gender's gender's Canadian. He's Canadian, and and I I'm not saying that this is a great His story. Parents are from India. Yeah. But. I'm not saying that this is a great story, but having if a Veer, I, I having a Veer, if he's if he's actually from India, being upset that gender is trying to claim all of this heritage, and yeah. you know, Let's see something. There, there's a story there. I'm just not buying it, and like you said, 
he's come in and he's he's beat up on Ray. He's beat up on Dominic, and now he's beat up on 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 Mustafa. And he was born August eighth of nineteen eighty eight in Gopajan, Uttar Pradesh, India. So, and so, I'm not saying that this is the best Rinku story. Seeing Rajput, <laughs> and I, I'm not saying that this is the best story. And there's definitely pitfalls to a story like this. He's but, only six four. Yeah. But there is legs to that story. He there, could yeah, have, he could have destroyed them and said, "How dare you claim your this heritage? You're not even from uh, our homeland. You're from Canada." Yada yada yada. Yeah. You you uh, fraud. You yeah. go from there. So. I just, I'm not, I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Um, now, anything else with WWE that you can think of? No, I, I don't, I can't think of anything. All right, so let's move over to EW a little bit. Um, first thing I want to point out, CM Punk is a very brave man. Uh, when... When Hangman had his match on Dynamite, Punk came out because he was on commentary. Punk gets his intro. He comes out. They are in Texas, and he comes out wearing a shirt that says abortion rights or human rights. And that took some guts, I think, in Texas to wear that shirt. Um, He got a couple. He got a lot of backlash. People talking about, you know, uh, there were two things that really kind of stuck out. A fan sent him a message talking about, you know, keep your politics out of wrestling. And his response was, I'll keep politics out of wrestling when you keep politics out of women's vaginas, which I thought was a very good comeback. And the other one, I don't know if he responded or not, but poor Jackson Riker got his fees hurt Aww. and, and had to go on Instagram talking about how it's, it wasn't right for Punk to do that, that, you know, there are people out there that, you know, have their firmly held beliefs and yada, yada, yada. And, and I don't think that, I don't think Punk responded. Uh, and it's best not to respond to Jackson Riker. It's best not to. Jackson Riker's a piece of human filth and needs to go away. So. So. Um, we had our Jokers announced. Of course, we had... Uh, uh, Johnny, mm-hmm. John Morrison, and uh, you know Maki Ito, which there was a little bit of a swerve out there, I think, that was a little swerve, but maybe it wasn't, but it just seemed the right thing. Um, where you had, I think it was Ciampa, took a picture with Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae, and the caption on it was just hanging out with a couple of jokers <laughs> before... That match came up, so that that sent you know the internet into a oh my god, it's going to be Johnny and Candice, well, which would have blown up. It would have like that would have been a, an amazing decision by Tony Khan. Yep the only the only reason I think he didn't do it was because okay, you're putting Johnny in with Samoa Joe and you're wanting Samoa Joe to move forward, and you're putting yeah. Candice in against Britt and you're wanting Britt to move forward. Those two names don't debut on AEW to losses. No. So those are two that they have to debut to either win or to make a save or something. Cause those are, those are big gets for the indie wrestling community. Well, and and here's the thing. 
if they sign for eight, sign to AEW, mm-hmm. Tony's going to debut him with no music and the camera not even coming and looking at him as they walk out. Yeah. And the crowd's going to be losing their minds. Mm-hmm. And then the camera as an afterthought. Oh, who's that? Right. Well, that's Johnny wrestling. That's Johnny Gark. Yep. Which I kind of need John Morrison versus Johnny Gargano. Just so we can have <laughs> <laughs> Johnny Elite versus Johnny Wrestling and yeah. see what happens. Because oh. both of those guys, you know, with their I'm Johnny Wrestling or I'm yeah. John. So um what else we got going on? We got oh, we got double or nothing coming We've up. We've got week. double or nothing coming up. So let's let's talk predictions, double or nothing. Well, real um, quick, real quick, okay. before we get to that, do you do you think Wardlow's gonna beat uh Sean Spears in the cage match? Because yes. he took his he took his lashes, mm-hmm. you know. Cody took his. I mean Wardlow. I mean Co- <laughs> I mean Cody. I mean Wardlow took his lashes. Um, and so that sets up the cage match for Dynamite, I believe, this Wednesday. Um, now with, with MJF as the special referee now, mm-hmm. and AEW doesn't have an escape the cage clause, so so that means that they're gonna that that it's gonna have to be a pin. Mm-hmm. There's no DQs or anything like that. So, you know, WWE, and this this image has stuck in my head for years. I don't even remember who Batista was facing. But Batista had a match. At some point, the ref got knocked out. Batista pins the other, his opponent, yeah. reaches over, grabs the ref's hand, and runs the yeah. one, two, three. That's what I need Wardlow to do here. It's got to be something like that, or it's got to be a MJF just gets annihilated. Mm. And, oh, no, now, you know, he... He attacks Wardlow. Wardlow finally has enough. He attacks MJF back. Throws him into the ring cage. MJF's completely knocked out. And then Bryce Rimsberg runs down to make the one, two, three. You know? Yeah. It's got to be something like that. We, we, we've got to have something like that. And that's because I think it's more likely that that's what we'll see where another ref runs down. Either Bryce or, or Aubrey or somebody. Yeah. It's um, going to come down. But... For Wardlow's character, it would be perfect for yeah, it would. MJF to get laid out. Preferably at Sean Spears' hand, like a, a chair well, shot you misses have, Wardlow. What you have is Sean Spears chairs Wardlow, or Sean Spears chairs MJF. Wardlow does the the powerbomb symphony on Spears to the point where Spears is just jelly in the ring. Mm-hmm. Then Wardlow picks up MJF, does a series of powerbomb symphonies on top of Spears, and then Wardlow covers Spears and does the the One, passed two, out dead Jared, you know, passed out yeah. dead MJF count. That would be amazing television, and I don't know that Tony Khan is capable of writing that. I don't think he is. Uh, so double or nothing. So here we have double or nothing. We have the AEW. Well, um, let me step down. Um. We have the AEW TBS championship match, Jade Cargill versus Anna J. Jade retains. Jade retains. She ain't losing that belt anytime soon. Yeah. Um, and I like Anna. She's not the one to pit. She's not She's the not one the to one beat, beat Jade. It, it's going to be Chris Statlander. It's going to be Tony Storm. Tony Storm. Somebody like that. Uh, we have House of Black versus Death Triangle. House of Black. Uh, this. This may be, this may be 
the moment where we finally get Julia Hart turning. I highly doubt it, Ugh. but it might be. Yeah. I, I feel like House of Black wins here. I feel like Death Triangle needs to win. Death Triangle needs to win. Don't get but me wrong. I I feel like probably feel House, like House of Black, Black is going to win. Uh, we have the Hardys versus the Young Bucks. If the, I feel like the Hardys win here, mm-hmm. but if the Hardys were closer to the end of their career, like if this happened next year, mm-hmm. I'd put it to the Bucks. Yeah. I that one, I'm, I'm going to toss up on there. I, I'm kind of at a toss up. Do the Bucks lay down for the Hardys at this point in their career? And then. I think this is more of a. Not so much do the Bucks lay down for the Hardys, but more of a. It appears kind of sort of that the Bucks are slow burning a face turn mm-hmm. right now. Um, I think this might be kind of a catalyst yeah. to move more into that. Like, uh, you know, the rest of the undisputed air elite doesn't come down to to help save them or anything like that. Yeah. Um, we have the Men's Owens Hart Foundation Tournament Final. Adam Cole mm-hmm. versus either Samoa Joe or Kyle O'Reilly. It's got to be Joe. I feel like it has to be Joe. Although, I could see Sanjay Dutt and Jay Lethal and uh, Satnam Singh getting involved and costing Joe the match. So it ends up being Kyle O'Reilly versus Cole. And then it's, it's possible. Create, help create a little more of that division. I feel like the Bucks are waiting for Kenny to return before their face turn. Uh, and for, I don't, for the full face turn, I agree. But I, I don't know if they can wait the, that long. Think about but, it this way: you have the Bucks versus Hart, the Hardys early mm-hmm. in the in the show. The rest of Undisputed Era doesn't come down. Undisputed Elite, my bad, doesn't come down to to help out. So. Then you have Kyle O'Reilly versus Cole, and Cole thinking, oh, the Bucks will make sure that I win, and then the Bucks don't come down to help him out. Because those are the ones that are the leaders of that that faction, for sure. You but know. then, you know, you, you could also have Kyle finger poke a doom, which they teased with Maki yeah. Ito and Britt Baker. Yeah, but I don't um, see that happening. I, I don't see that happening either. I don't think, as a fan, I don't think Tony would do something like that for the simple fact that how much negative heat that got. Uh, is it too soon? It's only been a year since we've seen Kyle O'Reilly. and uh, It's too soon to break them up. Well, but is it too soon for AEW to put that match on? We've only It's only been a year since is we had the Adam soon? Cole, uh, is it too Kyle soon? O'Reilly matches. I don't think so. But that to me, that is a match that needs build. And there hasn't been any build. There hasn't been any tease of tension. Um, kind of like so. On the women's side of it, they weren't. They got their way out of it, right? Because Hater was in and Britt was in, and they were on opposite sides, mm-hmm. and they could have ended up fighting each other at some point. But Hater lost. Uh, here, you 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 have the possibility that the finals could be Cole versus O'Reilly. Yeah. And while I would love to see that match again, 
I do feel that Joe is probably the safe money. Uh, yeah, I, I, I've got to say it's Joe. But Not you, having Joe on the you pay-per-view. Could sell, you could still sell the, t- the same story, though. Cole versus our Joe. Joe wins because the Bucks didn't come down to help. Uh, did we ever get Cole versus Joe? I don't think so. In NXT? I don't think we did. Uh, Which is, that's a match right there. Yeah. Like That's a match I want to see. I've seen Cole versus O'Reilly, and I want to see it again. Mm-hmm. But I want to see Cole versus Joe. Yes. And of course, Cole wins that the uh, Owen Hart Foundation tournament finals because he has O'Reilly, Fish, and Jay Lethal and Sanjay Dutt yeah. going after Joe. So that's my prediction there. Wardlow versus MJF. I think Wardlow has to win that, right? It's got to be Wardlow. Otherwise, because, what's the point? Otherwise, what's the point? Because Wardlow. It, I mean, like so many stipulations have now been added to this of if Wardlow wins, then he's out of the contract with MJF. If he loses, he can't sign an AEW contract ever. Mm-hmm. Um, we saw how well the whole uh, force to be part of something against your will worked with John Cena and Nexus way back when. So it doesn't. It doesn't. Or Daniel Bryan and the Wyatt family or Randy Orton and the Wyatt family or any of that. Hey, we're going mean, to we're gonna make our baby faces be part of these heel factions. Orton worked because Orton got everything over on the Wyatts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you know, that's why Orton worked. I mean, him going, way, him getting, here's the compound. Oh, I'm going to burn it to the ground. The only you way know. I see this working would, it, it, with MJF winning is if MJF wins, Wardlow has to be part of the thing again, and Wardlow just continuously costs MJF matches. Mm-hmm. He continue, he gets involved. He DQ, he gets him DQ'd. He, you know, he just basically tells MJF, "I got to be out here," but it doesn't mean I have to help you. Yeah. To the point where MJF finally snaps and says, "All right, fine, you're free. You can do whatever you want to. Just get away from me." I just don't see them doing that. I yeah. see Wardlow winning here. Um. Anarchy in the arena. Yeah. Jericho Appreciation Society versus Blackpool Combat Club, oh. Eddie Kingston, Santana, Blackpool and Blackpool Combat Club, and they have to win. Yeah. Any of these weird stadium stampede, anarchy in the arena matches, the faces have to win those. Yeah. Because they're just so out there. Yeah. We didn't talk about the uh, Women's Owen Hart Foundation Tournament Finals. I don't think we know who's in there yet. We don't. You know. It's it's still very tossed up. So that should be settled Friday, I guess. I imagine we'll see something like, I imagine it'll be like Brit versus Statlander. Yeah. Would be my guess. So we have that. We don't know who's in there. We're not going to make that prediction. Yeah. Um. So we have the AEW World Tag Team Championship match. Champion Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. Oh. Ricky Starks and Powerhouse Hobbs versus Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland. My heart wants Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland to win. I don't know if they're ready to pull the trigger on breaking up Jurassic Express mm-hmm. yet. Um, I don't think they would give it to Starks and Hobbs. So I think it's either going to be Keithley and Swerve or 
the uh, Jungle Express retains. I think Jungle Express retains. If they're going to switch it, they're switching it to Keith Lee and Strickland. Yeah. But I, Jungle I think Express probably retains. Jungle Express retains. I'd be very surprised at any other result. Uh, we have the AEW Women's World Championship match. Under Rosa retains. <laughs> For our fans listening at home, so that you know the match, Thunder Rosa versus Serena Deeb, Thunder Rosa retains. Yeah, they they aren't taking that belt off of her, and not they're not soon. to not to put it on Serena Deeb. Yeah, not this quick. Uh, I don't think I don't think we ever see Serena Deeb as the AEW Women's World Champion. She could be a TBS champion, but I don't think she's going to be uh, a Women's Champion. And it, it's nothing against Serena Deeb. She's at that point in her career that she is a put people over yeah. wrestler. Uh, and finally, CM Punk. <laughs> the AEW World Heavyweight Championship match. Hangman Page versus CM Punk. I think Punk wins here. I really do. I, I kind of don't want it. You know, I, w- I want Hangman to retain and, and hold the belt for a little while. But I think now is when they put the belt on Punk. Because Punk's going to have the belt before... His contract is over. Mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm almost a hundred percent sure of that. I think this is the best time to do it. If you because, and I say it this way, you put the belt on Punk. Let Punk have a run with it. It doesn't have to be a long run. Um, giving when's Kenny coming back? We don't know yet. You Kenny know, doesn't have a time. That, that's what I'm saying. When's Kenny coming back? We can give Punk the belt until Kenny comes back. Have Kenny come back and be your first two-time AEW champion. And then if nothing else, maybe we set up Kenny versus Hangman 2. I'm going to say this. Hangman Page has had a very lackluster title run. And and I don't know if that's Hangman's fault or if that is Tony's fault. I think it's booking. Um Hangman has not been a strong champion. Like, yes, he's won his matches, but as far as I just don't, he hasn't done well on TV. Hangman is, and and or at least what I think the problem with Hangman as champion is is the same problem that Stone Cold had as a champion. Hangman fits the role of chasing the belt much better than having the belt. That's why Stone Cold, one of the biggest names in wrestling. I think his grand total was somewhere around nine months of yeah. holding the title, you know, out of his whole career, which, I mean, his career was only like four years long. It wasn't a super long career. Um, but to be Stone Cold Steve Austin, the name that wrestling non-wrestling fans know that name, mm-hmm. to think about the fact that he only had the belt for around nine months or so, I think is the number. I yeah. could be wrong, but I... I seem to remember reading that it was like eight months, nine months, ten months, something like that. It was less than a year of a total reign. Um, Stone Cold always worked better chasing the title, chasing the rock, chasing Triple H. You know, constantly having roadblocks thrown in his way that he had to overcome and then would get to the main event for it to get to the belt and then get screwed and then start over and then he would win. And Stone Cold has the belt. Yay! Stone Cold finally got the championship. And he held it for a couple of weeks. Yeah. Or a month. You know, till the next pay-per-view. And then he got screwed at that at the pay-per-view and lost to The Rock. Lost to Triple H. Lost to The Undertaker. 
Yeah. You know, and then he had to get right back on the grind of trying to get back to it. Um, did you look it up? It didn't give me an answer. Okay. I, I, I tried, but it didn't. It won. He was the yeah. intercontinental champion. Right. Blah, blah, blah. No, you know, but, um, I think hangman works a lot better in that role. Yeah. Hangman works as that, you know, the ultimate baby face chasing the belt. Yeah. Hangman um, chasing the belt. I think definitely works. I think a short, very short heel run for hangman mm-hmm. would be beneficial. And I think you need the Bucks as faces for him to have his a successful heel run mm-hmm. because you need the Bucks being like, dude, this isn't you. Yeah. Yeah, we made fun of you, this, that. You're the millennial cow. This, yeah, this, this isn't you. you. Uh, so I think you need that relationship to pull them out of it, and the Bucks are the only ones that we know that have that kind of a relationship right. to him. Well, you have Kenny come back. Yeah, you have Kenny come back or, or you know, however you want to play that. It's the Bucks or Kenny. I think you could. I think uh, you have Kenny do it because, and here's why: Kenny and Hangman have AEW history. Granted, all of them have like New Japan history, all that, but Kenny and Hangman have AEW history. They were tag oh. champions. You know, they fought for the belt. Hangman won the belt off of Kenny. Yeah. Uh, so you have that history, and that's why I say, I think Punk wins. Punk holds the belt until Kenny comes back. During that period, you can have Hangman go down the heel path if you want to. And then you have Face Kenny come back and fix that. Dude, Possibly. I, I don't know that I want to see this with the belt involved. Mm-hmm. But could you see CM Punk winning a heel CM Punk mm-hmm. at that point? Well, I'll and still say CM Punk's Dan- a face. Daniel Bryan... Or Brian Danielson stepping up so we get Punk Danielson. I mean, I'd like to see that. But uh, Punk's still a face. Punk's not a heel. I know. Um, but I, I think after he wins, you could turn him heel. You could. And that would make the audience like him better. You could. You know, be, because CM Punk on top as a heel in AEW saying, hey, look at me. I, I didn't wrestle for seven years, and I've come back, and I've destroyed everyone you've put in front of me. Yeah, I mean, well, CM Punk did make the comment when he came back that he just wanted to wrestle. He wanted to wrestle the new guys. Yeah. You know, he wanted to, to be that. Because there was a line, a throwaway line that Daniel Bryan said of, Punk wants to wrestle them. I want to kick their heads in. So, I mean, I could see that. I could see you having Punk kind of cutting a promo on the whole... <sighs> Actually, I don't know. I, I could. I mean, if it was somebody other, if it was Daniel Bryan, mm-hmm. I could see Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson leaning into the whole. You know, I came over here because I wanted to wrestle the supposed best wrestlers, and this is all you gave me. Yeah, Punk could cut that promo, but Punk has such animosity towards the competition that I don't think it comes off as genuine. Like, yeah. You could have Brian Danielson cut a promo of, I could go back to the other place and get better competition. You know, that kind of thing. Anyway. Just a thought, you know, just just throwing it out there. Yeah. I want to see Punk win this. I, do I love I love Hangman. But, but I agree. It's he's been very lackluster as a champion. He even his matches with Adam Cole mm-hmm. haven't they've been good matches. They've been great matches even. Yeah. But I don't remember them. Right. And for your champion to have matches that you don't remember. Mm-hmm. 
and for AEW to have the championship not change hands. And it's not even his matches that are I think are the problem as I'm sitting here talking. It's yep. his it's his dynamite segments. Yeah. It's his dynamite segments. Mm-hmm. So and a hangman chasing punk would elevate hangman's game. Yes. So with that being said, I think that that's pretty much the world in wrestling this week. I think so. So what uh I guess at this point we need to say thank you to uh everybody who allows us to to get all this done. So yeah. Thank you to McNarb Gaming here in Gautier, Mississippi for allowing us to use this space. Thanks, Greg. Mm -hmm. Uh, Come check them out. They have any type of board game that you are looking for, any type of of tabletop RPG, uh, card games. If you're into Pokemon, if you're into Magic the Gathering, they have that here for you. Come check them out. They they even have a new card game going on over there, My Hero Academia, which is apparently based off an anime. Show my age. Yeah. Uh, I've heard of the show, but <laughs> only because but they're doing tournaments with it. Yeah. So, Hey, so you got tournaments over there. They're starting a new star Wars Legion, uh, minis, uh, tournament here yep. soon, uh, which you, you might see some of the, uh, whiskey and wrestling, fa- whiskey and wrestling family involved in that. Yes. Uh, so come check all that out. Let's tell them we sent you pick up a board game for you and your family. And, uh, once you're done with that, head down to Big Dog Liquor. Go in, get yourself a bottle of not Canadian Hunter. <laughs> uh, you know, get something else, anything else uh, you would be much happier with. Uh, but Big Dog has, you know, they have whiskeys, wines, uh, tequilas, vodkas, gin, you name it. It's down there. They've got sales going on all the time, uh, wine sales every month. They do discounts for seniors. They do discounts for military. Uh, on certain days, they even stack them. So go down there and get you something uh, fun to drink. Yep. And now that you're done listening to us, you've come here to McNarbs, you've got yourself a board game. You've gone over to Big Dog. You've got yourself something to drink on your way home to play board games with family and friends. You need something to listen to. Check out our friends over at Travelers on the Omnibus. Great show. They just uh, recently did an episode breaking down and uh, – reacting, I guess would be a good way of putting it to psycho Mm -hmm. and not the, the Vince Vaughn version of psycho, the original, the the original psycho. So give them a listen. Uh, We, we see some of their show notes here in the studio. Uh, Guys, we have questions um, and and concerns, but um, you know, check them out. It's a great show. It's a lot of fun to listen to. Um, Also one of those guys from travelers, uh, Jody has fearology. So please give him a listen as well. He covers uh, history of horror, horror movies, you name it. If it's horror related, he's going to be talking about it. Absolutely. And then you also have our friends over at Silence Your Shell Shell Phones. Your shell phones. <laughs> Silence Your Cell Phones, where uh, they just break down any genre of movie, television show, bingeable television, you know that kind of stuff. They have a live stream on YouTube, I believe, every Wednesday. Mm-hmm. So check them out. I'm sure you will enjoy everything that you're listening to. With all of that being said, I think we're done. And cheers. cheers.